Hello and welcome to Afternoonified. The podcast where we sacrifice our co-host for iTunes reviews. I'm Emily. And I'm Sarah. Um, Emily, why are you holding a butcher knife? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> ritualistically murdered sarah uh for positive itunes reviews which if you remember correctly uh we have a giveaway going oh that's a great segue that i didn't actually intend holy shit it's sarah's ghost (laughs) it's the ghosts of giveaways past (laughs) hey guys did you know we have a giveaway going on it's a good one, and it will help us and help you get some sweet, sweet afternoon merch. Look, don't you want a mug with a skull on it? I do. I did. I bought you it have one. for myself. <laughs> Would you like a tote bag that you can carry around and have people ask, why is there a skull on your tote bag? And then well, you can tell you... them about your favorite podcast. It's true. And all you have to do is leave an iTunes review, or I guess a Google Play review. I haven't really looked into that. I don't know how to leave reviews on other podcast listening apparatus. Leave so leave s- a review with your uh, Instagram or Twitter handle as the name. And or even then- just in the review. I looked into that again. I'm not actually sure. Like it's You can go in and change your name to whatever you want on iTunes. It's a little complicated. Oh, weird. Okay. Google directions if you need to, but otherwise just leave it in Somewhere in the review. Yeah. That works um, too. Leave, leave a review. Make sure you leave a way that we can get in contact with you. Um, you can say whatever you want in the review. Just make it five stars. <laughs> For real. Uh, it, it helps people find us. It does. Um, and it looks good. Uh, you so. can also enter by tweeting at us with the hashtag GetAfterNoonified and tell us about your favorite whatever. It could be an episode. It can be a fact. It can be a joke that we've made. Look, the moral of this giveaway is we really have very low standards for giveaways. It's true. Uh, It's amazing Um, what you'll do when you've made Bigfoot fans mad. (laughs) So we've done a terrible job of explaining this, which is great. Um, But you can go to getafternoonified.com slash giveaway in their actual mostly coherent directions there. And a nice graphic, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I spent... Actually, I spent a lot of time on that. Spent tens of minutes. There were so many fonts that I had to choose between. <laughs> um, all right. So that's the giveaway, which is ending on May 15th. Correct. Uh, about weeks. a week. Two weeks when this Two comes weeks. out. Yes. So um, get on it. Let's see. Oh, um, if you are going to be at Crypticon in Seattle on May 5th, I will be there. Um, I am going to be on... Uh, spec script which is a live podcast where someone who's never seen an episode of show writes an episode of that show we are doing hannibal um i don't know who i will be playing but fingers crossed for whoever lawrence fishburne was on the show <laughs> um let's see that's gonna be from 2 to 3 p.m at a location it's at the same time as jonah ray's panel so like i get it if you're not going to be there i'm gonna cut this all out no please leave in a full 10 seconds of you just going god it's astounding we don't have a 5.5 star itunes rating well you would think (laughs) 
God damn it. Where did I put that? Huh. Um, while I'm looking for this, uh, I will obviously, I will be there at the con before that, um, probably after that. And I will have a bunch of afternoonified stickers and uh, I'll also have monster pod stickers. If you are into that, this is insane. I will tweet it. I will tweet it on the afternoonified thing. Um, but it is at Crypticon in Seattle from two to 3 PM on May 5th. Go see her. Yes. Um, it'll also be Travis from Monster Pod's birthday, so. Oh, happy birthday, Trav. Yeah, he'll be 30. Oh, an old person like me. Yeah, we'll have to leave late so we can get to bed at a reasonable time. <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about today? We're talking about bog bodies. Boggies. No, we're not allowed to call it that. If you call it that again, I will sacrifice you to the gods. Which god? That's very important. <laughs> we'll get to it. Oh, cool. So, bog bodies are mummies, right? Mm, in a way. Accidental they're, mummies. They're squishy mummies? Squishy mummies? Mm, well, I don't know if they're squishy. I can't. I've seen one. I've never touched one. They Acid could be mummies. Um, this is to say, uh, a brief warning. I don't know if we need a warning, but also, bodies don't bother me. So Yeah. Um, it's gonna get a little icky, I guess, but then again, we didn't warn anybody before we did, um, that leprosy. We didn't give a warning on leprosy. No, but, I don't know, dead bodies, some people have hang-ups, I get it. Um, we're not really gonna get overly graphic, but if you're squicky about it, this is your warning. We didn't even give a warning before the show about poop. Well, you should have, well, you did in the title, and I still listen to it against my better judgment. I was going to say, that's on you. <laughs> Just All right. wait for our part two, the pee show. <laughs> I will not be participating. No, I will absolutely not do a show about pee. Oh. All right. Anyways, bog bodies. Bog bodies. Okay. Mm. So what is a bog body? Do you know? It's a body from a bog. It is a body from a bog. Uh, in simplest terms, it is a human cadaver that's been naturally mummified in a peat bog. And we've been digging them up since the 18th century. It, it, like, pickles them, right? Sort of. We'll get into it. I would hope that's what the episode is about. Actually, I don't answer how it... No, I do. Of course I do. (laughs) It's actually a miracle. (laughs) It was actually Jesus. So these bodies, when found, are so remarkably preserved that they are sometimes mistaken for recent murder victims. Uh, Their skin, intestines, internal organs, nails, hair, and even stomach contents in much the same condition as the day they died. Which is very cool. So this is different from um, on-purpose mummies. Yes, this is In, not done on purpose. Like, they still have all of their The insides. mummification part, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, it's even different than, like, incorruptibles, which we have found have... A lot of them have had their insides taken out. Yeah. And I think it, like, depends kind of on when and where... Like, there are some bog bodies that are, like, mostly skeletons and hair, and then there are some bog bodies that are skin and squishy parts. Mm, okay. So I I don't remember how much of the science we get into, but we'll discuss it. Um, <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> there is some ver- there's some variance in geography and chronology, but most of like the bodies we'll be talking about, they've been discovered in Northwest Europe, so mostly like the UK, Ireland, Germany, Denmark, and the Netherlands. And most of them date back to the Iron Age, which was between... Well, there was like... There's a range. But the bodies, at least date back to like 500 BCE and 180. So about 2,000 years ago, very long, 
Um, the oldest that was found dates back to, dates back to the Bronze Age, about 8,000 BCE, which is bananas. That's old. That's very old. It's very old to, like, find human skin. Is um, that part of the country just, like, generally boggy? Yes, I think so. Just kind of wet and swampy. I don't know. Yeah. I can I mean, only speak is... to, like, Ireland, so. I mean, that is where Shrek is from. and It is where Shrek. You know, yeah. Is Shrek from Denmark? No, Shrek is from Scotland. Oh, yeah. That makes sense, because he's Mike Myers. Well, I mean, Mike Myers is Canadian, but. Doesn't he... No, he talks with a Scottish accent. It's been yes. a long time since I've seen Shrek. I'm very sorry. <laughs> it's been a week since I've seen Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> so the preservation of bodies is a natural phenomenon. Like we said, this is not on purpose of the people putting these bodies into the bogs weren't necessarily trying to preserve them, but that's also speculation because it was a very long time ago and not done by the kind of people that keep records. Um, yeah. The circumstances of their death, also kind of up for debate. We'll get into that a little later. Uh, so not all bogs present the right conditions for this kind of preservation. The best Hashtag preserved... not all bogs. <laughs> Sometimes I think I should just mute you. It's probably for the best. I'm definitely <laughs> in a mood today. Clearly. As as we can attest by the eight minutes that uh, we recorded before we even oh, started the episode. Just a second episode. ago, I was like, wow, we're already at 19 minutes. But like... <laughs> Nine of that was us deciding what we were going to say, and the other, you know, ten was trying to talk about our uh, giveaway <laughs> and me trying to find out which fucking ballroom at the whatever. Yeah, at. which was like a five-minute diversion. We're uh, really just on top of things tonight. For the record, it's not even in Seattle. It's 15 minutes out of Seattle, the SeaTac Airport, Lake Hilton. Oh, very glamorous. No, it's, it's at the Doubletree. Sorry. Oh, the Doubletree. Well, that changes everything. There, that's where it is. What was I saying? Bogs? Bodies? Bogs. Bodies. Hashtag not all bogs. Not all bogs. Hashtag. Uh, the best preserved ones are found in raised bogs or peat bogs. Um, and those are usually in colder climates near bodies of salt water. Um, they contain almost no minerals and very little oxygen. So as the new peat grows, like the older stuff beneath it begins to decay. And this releases humic acids, also known as bog acid, because it's from bogs. <laughs> uh, and it has like a pH level similar to vinegar. So yeah, you were right. It essentially pickles the body. It sucks all the water out of the soft tissue and tans the skin. And the acidity kills any microbes that might try to worm it their way in there. Um, yeah, it's actually... It, a molecule called sphagnin like sphagnum moss which is another name for peat i mean i'm not going to correct you because i don't know I, but yeah or at least this is what wikipedia tells me i would <laughs> spend like 20 minutes trying to figure out exactly what sphagnum was and how it was different from peat only to learn it was basically peat um, but this halts the growth of bacteria which prevents the breakdown of any organic matter um in the same time it leaches calcium from the bones so it leaves them kind of bendy like rubber Ew. And Ew. just dissolves them entirely. This is why I gave a warning. It's a little gross. So you pull a body out of the bog and their bones are all like Harry Potter's arm from Chamber of Secrets? Exactly. Yeah. It's very pleasant. Mm. Um, preservation like this typically requires the body to be placed in the bog during winter or early spring. And this is when the water temperature is cold and it's usually less than like 40 degrees Fahrenheit, 4 degrees Celsius. Um, this is what like gives the bog acids time to actually saturate the tissue before decomposition can even begin. So just like peak mummifying season. Yep. 
Yep. Mummy season. <laughs> Daddy season. <laughs> uh, so um, how they end up in the bog in the first place is kind of the whole point of murder. All of this. Well, maybe. Well, yeah, mostly all murder. I'm going to put an asterisk by murder. <laughs> uh, they all show signs of violent death. Um, they've been stabbed or bludgeoned or strangled, sometimes a combination of all three, oh, which is very uh, cool. That's too much. It's literally overkill is what they call it. Um, some have been beheaded or they show like other signs of torture. Um, so because of this evidence, there's basically two leading theories, at least over like the last century, is that either the people in the bogs are victims of ritual human sacrifice or they are criminals that are executed for their crimes. I mean, I assume we're going to talk about, like, the bog body. Yes, I have. There's a whole section toward the end where we're actually we're going to talk about specific bog bodies. But cool. before we do, let's talk about Nazis. I mean, yeah, all roads lead to Nazis. <laughs> Eventually. Um, so anyway, the execution theory that they were, like, criminals or, like, degenerates. This is based off the writings by this guy called Cornelius Tacitus. And he was a Roman historian and he wrote about the social customs of German tribes in the first century AD. So Sounds about like the a time, big nerd. Yeah, he's kind of a dork. <laughs> and according to his accounts, um, these tribes that lived kind of in the areas we described, like Northwest Europe, um, they executed those who'd committed adultery and, quote, other deeds of shame, including the cowardly, the unwarlike, and those who disgraced their bodies. Did you just say unwarlike? Unwarlike, so the people who don't like fighting, because God forbid, right? Literally, God forbid. <laughs> and so if they decided they, you know, weren't cool with stabbing and getting stabbed, then they were then strangled, hanged, or drowned in the bogs. Overall, Tacitus was very complimentary to the northern tribes. He thought they were brave, um, praised them for their simplicity and devotion to their chieftains, and he um, also praised their restrained sexual habits which favored monogamy and frowned on debauchery. So, now I was going to say these are like German Spartans, but if I remember correctly, the Spartans were kind of free with their pee-pees and woo-hoos. Generally. I don't know why I said it like that. I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> I'm basing this mostly off of, like... Uh, the movie Assass 300? Um, no, Assassin's Creed. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. More historically accurate, I will have you know... <laughs> Uh, so because of all this, this theory was actually kind of co-opted by the Nazi party in the 1930s, and they wanted to appropriate like these noble savages as their forebears and use it to prop up their own Aryan mythology. I wasn't making that face at you. I was making that face at Hitler and what a big fucking nerd he was for the occult and stuff. Like, yep. Christ. Yeah, he was just a real turd. <laughs> just a real turd of a human. Real, real strong words for Hitler in this episode. <laughs> Uh, so while the Nazis' own archaeological institute pushed this theory, um, research by one of their own historians, a guy named Alfred Dieck, um, basically demonstrated that bog bodies came from too wide an area and over too long a span of time to really represent any sort of like early Germanic legal practice. So basically, like while it might explain some individual cases, it's like an unlikely explanation for the phenomenon as a whole. So it was a part, not all? Not all bogs. Hashtag. Not all bogs. <laughs> um, turns out the writings of Tacitus are also a little disputed, as he never actually visited any of the regions he spoke about. He just sort of compiled them from other contemporary accounts, which 
to be fair, is about the level of research I've put into this episode. He just had a real big boner for early Germanic tribes. Um, Deke's work has also been contested. Uh, He was kind of the big name in Bog Bodies for a while. But he also, like, he couldn't go and actually, like, investigate the remains. He had to, like, go to the archives, read books about it, and visit the bodies in museums. Yeah, it's weird how they don't let people just look at their mummies. Yeah. And, like, he... well. He was a Nazi, was just part of it. <laughs> Did we cover uh, that previously? <laughs> yeah, he was one of the Nazis' scientists, okay. which is okay. how he could like push back against the theory. Um, but yeah, that it didn't do him any favors after the war. I can't say is it did anyone any favors after the war. No. Who knew? There's there's a whole population in South America <laughs> not being done any favors. <laughs> Unless, uh, oh, paperclip, but whatever. That's a yeah. different episode. Oh, yeah. Um, so in the 1950s, a competing theory began to emerge. Um, this is after the discovery of Tallinmand, who was found in peat, found by peat cutters in a bog in Denmark. That's my bitch. Tallinmand. We'll talk more about him a little later. Um, he was so well-preserved that he was initially believed to be a recent murder victim, until the detective, detective on the case, who was not a dummy, uh, reached out to a professor of archaeology at a nearby college named P.V. Globe. I really hope I'm pronouncing some of these names right. I love his name, though. P.V. Globe. I have seen this man and his mummy. Um, I'm not... He does not look like someone who has died recently as he is a nice shade of like brown like an even shade of brown yeah he's kind of all one color he looks very peaceful he almost looks like a bronze statue yeah and most of his body is pretty skeletal like you wouldn't mistake him necessarily for a living person i mean unless by recent they meant in the last 15 years yeah and we're gonna post these pictures on the instagram um, if you're not squicky about bodies, I highly recommend you Google um, the bodies we talk about as you listen or look at the slideshow or anything, because you kind of got to see it to believe it. Tallamand is probably the best preserved one. I have many pictures of bodies saved on my phone at the moment. Don't we all? <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, Globe. Globe, ex- Globe examined the body. Um, he confirmed that. No, not a recent mur- murder victim. Talon Man was thousands of years old um, and would later go on to write a book called The Bog People in 1965. So, is that proposed- a show on the History Channel? Probably. It might be Bog swamp People, pe- Swamp anyway. People. They're all the same. Talon Man, not a homophobe. <laughs> Hashtag not all bog people. <laughs> um, so Globe proposed that Talon Man and many of the other Iron Age bog bodies um, were sacrificed to Nerthus, the Earth Mother, who I didn't do any research on said Earth Mother, but sounds pretty chill, I mean, except can, for the human sacrifice part. You can probably guess. I mean, <laughs> most like ancient gods kind of had the same shtick. Yeah. Um, so he and other experts speculate that Iron Age people saw bogs as these liminal places and basically gateways to a spiritual world. So they would leave behind like other offerings to the gods in the bogs, like jewelry, weaponry, farming equipment. Um, there's even a great silver vessel known as the Gundestrup, <laughs> making up these Gundestrup cauldron, 
um, which depicts goddesses wearing neck rings and twisted bands on their foreheads, which is not altogether unlike the ropes found along around the necks of the bog bodies uncovered nearby, um, similar to Talonmand. Uh, there's also some significance in the timing of their deaths. Um, from the stomach contents, we know roughly about what time of year these deaths occurred. So like Talonman's last meal was a porridge of barley, linseed, and nutweed with no sign of meat or fruit like you'd expect from summer and autumn. So basically like winter. Yeah, he was killed probably at the end of winter, maybe early spring um, to make the winter end and spring come. Which we had a snowstorm like a week ago. I get it. I I kind of wish that just for one year they didn't sacrifice a body and then like spring still came and they'd be like, oh shit, we don't oh, have shit. to do this. <laughs> we're good. Out, we've just been strangling these people for funsies. Bjorn, we're fine. <laughs> uh, so while ritual human sacrifice, it's still very much the prevailing theory. And it's like, if you look at bog bodies, that's what everyone's going to tell you. Um, but they are a diverse phenomenon. There's not really a necessarily a unified explanation. I mean, so, I found that whenever something weird happens, it's humans' first instinct to blame it on, like, ritual sacrifices and Generally shit. speaking, yeah. Uh, so the impression I got from my readings is that, like, researchers, like, the people who are actually digging into these bodies today, they're more interested in learning about, like, the specific circumstances of each victim rather than, like, trying to figure out how this guy was sacrificed so we can fit this overarching narrative. So, like, learn more about the culture as opposed to solving a murder? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, that's really... Like, what are they going to do if they solve the murder? Arrest someone? Exactly. (laughs) Uh, So, in the spirit of that sentiment, we're going to talk about some of the most well-known and remarkable bog bodies, and we're going to start with Tullinmand. Give me some shit to Google. Yes. Uh, So... As mentioned earlier, he was discovered in 1950 by two brothers, Vigo and Emil Hojgaard. I just wanted to say the name because I looked up how to pronounce it and probably still wrong. I'm proud of you. (laughs) But they were cutting peat near the village of Tallinn, Denmark. Who knew? Uh, He is famous for his peaceful expression, uh, but an autopsy concluded that he was actually killed by hanging. Uh, Probably not a stretch since if you look in pictures, there's still a a noose around his neck. Yeah. So pretty easy to figure out how he died. Um, but he does seem to have been legged in the bog with great care. His knees are drawn up into a fetal position and his eyes and mouth are closed. Um, researchers estimate that he died somewhere between 375 and 210 BCE and would have been about 40 years old. Um, so the Globe and the others, they think he was probably a sacrifice to the gods um, because of the, the burial custom for Danes in those days was cremation. Did you say he was 40? 40. Woo! Sir. He's also spent like 2,000 years in a box, so. Uh, yeah. Trust me, he looks better than a lot of the bog bodies we're going to cover. I'm just saying uh-huh. it's like a living person, maybe. A little <laughs> anti-aging cream. Help those crow's feet. I guess He's it's irrelevant world now. Weary. But... <laughs> but, yeah. So, basically... The Danes cremated their dad, so the fact that he was found whole is notable. And they think that he was buried that way in order to provide the gods with a fully functional servant. As you do. I mean, it's not unlike mummies. I guess. I guess. It's just that they didn't murder the pharaohs. No, well, well not all most of them. Of them. That's... 
it's really another thing. That's a, yeah. Whole different can of worms. All right, I'm going to find you a picture of this next guy. His name is Lindau Man, and he is a good example of a case where the human sacrifice is, the human sacrifice theory is in dispute. Um, his and, name is what? Uh, Lindau Man. I've, I'm sending you a picture right now. I've already done the Googling. Uh, so he was discovered in 1984, and he was the first well-preserved bog body found in the United Kingdom to be studied scientifically. So I'm guessing they, like, turned up other bog bodies, but maybe didn't keep them and do any sort of scientific research. Maybe they weren't good enough. Probably just put them on display. Yeah. Too cor- Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look as nice as tall and Sir, wh- why are... Oh, sir, why are your legs bent like that? I don't know if he has any legs. I mean, no, there's little... There's little, like, femurs next to him. Yeah, no, those are his arms, I think. No, like, right in front of him. Uh, no, because we're going to find out what happened to his legs. So, I only found this in, like, one place, but it's a good story, so I'm going to tell it. Uh, he was found when a worker in a peat processing plant picked up what he thought was a piece of wood from a conveyor belt and chucked it at his friend, only to discover to what I imagined was his abject horror that it was a human leg. He threw a bone at his co-worker? Yep. Oh, that's, I like that's to think a... it hit him right in the face. That's a lot to take to HR. <laughs> uh, he was estimated to be 25 years old, and he was killed sometime between like 2 BCE and 119 AD. Uh, that's a he... little jacked up. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, he does appear to be someone of high status since his body shows little evidence of heavy or rough work, um, but he also died violently. He was strangled by a garrote, bashed in the head, and finally had his throat cut. So this is what we were talking about with the triple death, so which is like fairly, it seems to be fairly common. Basically, like they get killed three different ways, and that's typically assumed to be part of some ritual sacrifice. I just sent you a thing. Oh, boy. I think it's his arm, Emily. But are we sure? It looks like feet. I don't think it looks like feet. It looks like arms to me. Is he laying like this? I assume, like, his whole bottom half of the body is buried in the peat. Okay, fair. Fair. (laughs) We'll have a Twitter poll later. Don't worry. (laughs) Are these feet? (laughs) Okay. Um, What we were saying. Ritual death. Um, Here's the thing. Uh, Physical evidence for his triple death is actually a little inconclusive. Um, Like, there's alternate explanations for just about all of all of it like the sinew tied around his neck um thought to be the grot could just be a necklace i don't know why you wear a rope necklace but you also lived like two thousand years ago so why would you wear a rope necklace sarah (laughs) (laughs) you were alive in the late 90s (laughs) this is why i'm questioning it it could have been like a puka shell necklace Uh, His family could have gone to Hawaii for summer break. You don't know. (laughs) We'll never know if he had his hair braided into cornrows with little beads on the end of them. Uh, The Monica? I'm assuming. (laughs) Uh, So it could have been a necklace, you I lost my place. Could have been a necklace. Thank you. Um, All the others, Mm -hmm. all the other postmortem, it could just be postmortem by the crushing weight of centuries of peat moss. Um, the date of his death also presents a problem because the Romans conquered Britain around 60 AD. Um, so 
one of the sweeping cultural changes that they brought with them was outlawing human sacrifice. So the thought is that if well. he died after that date, yeah, I say it casts some doubt on the circumstances, but it also kind of just assumes everyone in Britain followed the rules. As we know from the hit film King Arthur, they did not. They did not. I mean, I don't this like. To, gonna, yeah, th- this is going to be my new Ben Feldman. Is the film <laughs> King Arthur? Everything comes back to King Arthur. I'm sure I can do six degrees of separation to Ben Feldman. I'm. You could find it easily. I trust you. I believe in you. Uh, so the next body we're going to talk about is my favorite because I've seen this one. Uh, he's in Ireland. Um, his name is Old Krogan Man, and he was found in 2003 um, in the bucket of like an excavating machine. And he was a 20-year-old man who died somewhere between 400 and 200 BCE. And I'm sending you a picture. It's pretty great. Um, ah! He had been... St- <laughs> that's not a mummy. That's just a torso. <laughs> Literally just a torso. That's Literally, not even yeah. a torso. That's just like the top of the chest and the it's arms. Like, it's like pecs and arms. And he kind of looks like Geodude. <laughs> That won't be the most disrespectful comparison I make in this podcast. Um, he had been stabbed, disemboweled, and decapitated. Obviously, there's no, no head. shit. <laughs> um, he also had a wound on his left forearm that suggests he tried to fend off the attack. Um, so he was so, murdered. Yeah, he was definitely murdered. Um, archaeologists were able to extrapolate his height from his arm span because, I mean, that's all that was there. Um, and estimated that he stood about 6'3 in life. So that's tall for that period. Very tall. Probably a little imposing. Um, So Eamon Kelly, he is an expert in Irish bog bodies. He has posited that old Krogan man was either a failed king, a contender to the throne, or a royal hostage sacrificed to a fertility Mm -hmm. goddess. Mm -hmm. Um, So he points out that he has very nice fingernails, and like his fingernails are also very well preserved. I'm going to send you a picture of his nice mani-pedi. Well, just a mani. Again, he's a torso. And that, um, so his carefully manicured fingernails, unworn hands, and last meal of cereals and buttermilk imply a high social status, as does the plated leather band they found around his arm. What kind of cereals are we talking like? Lucky Charms, Raisin Bran? Peat Flakes. Gross. No, I don't know. I think it was like barley or something. Is like nice, nice stuff. Yeah. Uh, I did it. I did it. You did what? I have connected King Arthur to Ben Feldman. Is this what you've been doing instead of listening to me? No, I've been listening to you and thinking about this. Are you ready? (laughs) Go for it. Clive Owen was in King Arthur as King Arthur. Clive Owen was also in Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets with Cara Delverera, who was in Suicide Squad with Margot Robbie, who was in Wolf of Wall Street with Leo DiCaprio. And Henry Zabrowski, which is where I meant to go with that. Henry Zabrowski, who is on A to Z with Ben Feldman. Congratulations. You're welcome. Those those, those nails are real gross. (laughs) I mean, for 2,000-year-old nails, they look look okay. I mean, they could do with, like, a coat of just, like, clear polish or something. (laughs) His cuticles might need a little work, but generally speaking. Just actually, no, his cuticles look dried as shit. (laughs) <laughs> but it looks like he's gotten an orange wood stick in there and just kind of just kind of yeah cleaned up really pushed him back mm-hmm. um pushed them back in 
Uh, so during the Middle Ages, the Irish saw kings as mediator, mediators between the earthly and supernatural realms. And there's some Irish mythology suggests that sometimes they sacrificed um, them to do so. The, the kings? Yeah. So they had to go talk to the gods, so they had to kill them and put them in a box. I don't know. Seems counterintuitive. Uh, yeah. But that ritual did involve three killing methods. Just to make sure. Just to make sure that they were extra dead in case, like, the decapitation didn't work. That one seems like the final, like, you know that's going to work. You would think. Well. Old Krogan Man also had deep cuts underneath his nipples. Ah! <laughs> Brace yourselves for this. It's ah! um, possibly an attempt to make him ineligible for the throne as sucking a king's nipples apparently is a medieval gesture of <laughs> submission. That could date back to the Bronze Age. No! So basically, they cut off his nipples so no one could suck them. I hate it! And therefore, he could not be king. Do you want me to repeat all that again, just in case you missed it? No! Gross! Like, not even on the level of just the act. Like, whatever you're into, I don't care. But do you know how gross people were during that time period? No one took baths. Do you know how sweaty that would be? So on a scale of one to... Ed Gein's nipple belt, how would you rate that? The the act or the fact that they cut his nipples off? Either or, both. Um, is this the concept of the nipple belt or is it like, would I rather do the thing with the king <laughs> or look at Ed Gein's nipple belt? Just general horror at. Oh, well, I mean, comparatively, like, it's about a five and a half. Not quite up to nipple belt standards. Well, I mean, two women didn't have to die. <laughs> There's that. Just this old king dude. I mean, that's whatever. Don't make people <laughs> do that. Ugh. Hey. Uh, so here's something to make it better. It could mm. be just bog damage. Literally everything could just be bog damage, including the conditions of his hands. Like, they like to say that a lot of these are so, like, their hands are, aren't worn, so they're probably high status, but it could just be, like, thousands of years in the bog made them look that way. Yeah, I mean... Bogs are... It's a recurring theme. Bogs are damp, right? Very. Well, they, obviously, it's water. Well, I'm just thinking, like, if they had some damage to the hands, like, calluses and stuff, like, they're in a very wet, yeah. acidic, it could have just, like, melted them off. Yeah, or, like, to think that just, like, sitting in the water kind of softens all... I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a bog person. Let's see if we can get, like, a new boutique spa open in, you know... Brooklyn, where you just soak in a bog. <laughs> Sit in a bog. I'm sure someone's thought of that somewhere. We'll make millions <laughs> in legal so... fees. <laughs> so our next body is a lady, lady bog body. Uh, her name was, oh boy, Yeed Girl. God, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. She was discovered in the Netherlands in 1897 by a yeah. pair of peat cutters. It's always peat cutters. Well, yeah, who else um, is going to go to a peat bog? It's not exactly a picnic destination. No one. Um, uh, they were so terrified by her bright red hair that they ran away thinking they had seen the devil, which... I'm going to give them a fair. That's a solid fair point. <laughs> uh, so, unfortunately, by the time her body was finally like turned over to the authorities at a museum, this is like nine days later, the local villagers had already... like Word had come through the grapevine that some dudes found a body in the bog, and so they all went to go see it and while they were at it they removed most of her teeth and hair as souvenirs when did you say she was found 1897 okay no that makes sense yeah. like 1976 fuck <laughs> honestly i wouldn't put it past the people in 1976 either 
Well, I mean, like, if people you remember, are just people have always been weird. Well, if you remember, like collectors, I can't remember which murder it was, but like they had just baked a cake before they were murdered, oh, and then yeah, it was the Phoebe Judge and Criminal talked about it, which is where I heard of it. But it was like a family annihilator. There was like a Christmas cake with raisins on it, and people would come and they would they like take off the raisins. raisins. That could be evidence. As souvenirs. This is in like the 20s, but yeah. So people have always been doing this. Carbon dating suggests she died around the first century AD. Um, she would have been about 16 years old. She was strang- strangled by a woolen band wrapped three times around her neck. Could have been a necklace. You know, could have been. I mean, what else are you going to make necklaces out of in the first century AD? There was also possibly a stab wound near her left collarbone. A pigment test later showed that um, her hair was actually blonde. Uh, the tannins in the bog was what dyed it red. That's our second um, spot idea is natural hair dyes. Natural hair dyes. Uh, it was also, it, it also appeared that her hair was like sheared on one side of her scalp and left shoulder length on the other. So it's either um, Natalie Dormer. Yeah, I was going to say or... that's kind of in style. <laughs> It is. Uh, back in those days, it was a mark of disgrace reserved for cheating wives. Oh. Yeah. So some speculate that was probably the reason she was killed. Um, though other studies of, like, other bog bodies suggest that the whole shaved head thing, not really uncommon either. And it could just be a result of, like... Lice? If they're lying on their side... Not lice. <laughs> From the bog, like, if they're lying on the side and one hair... Or one side of their head is exposed to the air and the other isn't, like, the hair just decomposes. Eventually. Well, and, and the other doesn't. this is after nine days of villagers taking shit. Yeah. Or just, like, being exposed. A CT, a CT scan revealed she had suffered from scoliosis, possibly a limp, leaving some to believe she may have been killed for physical deformities. At 16? Another recurring theme. At 16. It feels like something you take um, care of earlier. They did a reconstruction of her a little while back. I forget what date. I didn't write it down. What was her um, name I'm going to send you... Yeet girl. Oh, I'm going to send it to you. I've got it. I thought you said yeet girl, and I was like, no. No, it's like Y-D-E. I hope it's how you pronounce it. Oh, Jesus. H. Christ on a cracker. <laughs> so the reconstruction actually scares me more than it's terrifying. the actual picture of her body, because it looks like the girl from Hereditary. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate this show. Why do we do this? Oh, man, I've been sitting on that for like a week. Oh, fuck, I hate it. So that's going to go in the slideshow. I'm sorry, everybody. She's got a really high forehead. Uh, that's that's Yeed Girl. Stop it. I hate you. I have been, like, trying to convince myself to rewatch that movie for, like, three months. No, I I'm, will never scared, watch that movie I'm again. I'm scared, too. It's not that it was a bad movie. I am just scared of how it made me feel the first time. Yeah, I don't want to go through that again, like. I've described that to people as like, this is a really great movie I, that I never, ever want to see again. Ugh. Just not interested. Fuck. Well, I, I Googled it before your picture came in. So I was just faced with like a wall of this girl. <laughs> uh, also, I guess because like her skin is still intact, it's considered a mummy. But like for reals, I'm looking at this face and it kind of looks like someone shit out of Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, she's just got a lot going on. I mean, there's still skin. Yeah, but like it doesn't her look faci- like skin. Her facial features have just been like smashed. Yeah, I assume probably crushed by the weight of the bog. By the weight of the bog would be just the best black metal album <laughs> name. If there isn't a death metal band in Norway, call that already. 
Oh, man. Okay. This search brought up that frozen mummy with the curly hair from the... You know that guy? Oh, we'll talk, yeah. We'll talk about ice mummies later. Oh, yeah. I mentioned we'll do several episodes it's on part of our mummy mummies. series. I love mummies. Oh, this close-up on her face is worse. It's worse than... Mm. Let's move on. <laughs> Ruin my life. <laughs> You're welcome. So this next guy, picture's not its way, is Grabalman? Grabal? Grabal? Grabalman. I'm making up pronunciations as I go. He was discovered in 1952. Outside of a village of the same name in Denmark, he's kind of about the same area as Tallinnmand. His body dates back to the 3rd century BCE between 310 and 52 BCE. So he is one of the most... I, sorry, well, did, did a Google. It's horrifying. <laughs> and this is the next line, and this is why I stopped. I wrote down, he is one of the most exceptionally preserved bog bodies in the world, which, disagree. I mean, yeah, I'm But look- this is what Wikipedia tells me. I'm looking at the picture from allegedly <laughs> when they pulled him out, and, you know... He does. He looks like a he's, fucked up old man, but... He's not bad. Um, his hands and feet were apparently in such good condition that researchers were able to take his fingerprints. So, That's useful that. in case he has committed any crimes. <laughs> he died in his 20s or 30s. Uh, again, they say his hands were smooth and did not show any evidence of hard layer- labor, but there's also, like, nothing to suggest that he was high status either. This man was um, in his 20s or 30s? Mm-hmm. He looks... Old as time. He is as old as time. I'm Literally gonna... from before they started measuring time. Well, shit. <laughs> so his last meal was roughly ground corn porridge, the diet of a pauper. Um, there was also the seeds of over 60 different herbs and grasses. None of them were fresh, which suggests that he died in winter or early spring. And that's where the colonel got his idea for all of those <laughs> herbs and spices. And you can find those herbs and spices on KFC Chicken now. They took him right from a dead man. Stomach. <laughs> you know, Denmark, where they make the really good fried chicken. Uh, they also found traces of ergot, a, hallucin- oh, shit. a hallucinogenic fungus. It, it causes hallucinations. It's a fungus. It's on like rye and wheat and shit. Uh, it's I can't talk tonight. Partially what was responsible for some of the uh, witch panics and the yeah. dancing plague of a year i would say um basically any mass uh, historical mystery where like people are acting weird gets blamed on ergot except um, it's now used to synthesize lsd so um except that. those nuns in france who all thought they were possessed that was just a revenge thing yeah <laughs> um, terrible so, story okay. I love to talk about some of these mass hysteria. We'll do an episode. So a closer investigation of Grabalsman's tibia showed marks of increased bone density, which are known as Harris lines. And these suggest that he suffered from, like, severe stress, probably malnutrition in his early youth or infancy. So from being poor. Not a bummer. At the same time, oh, yeah, I said that. His hands were smooth. No hard labor. Who knows? But he did die a violent death, likely from having his throat slit. So, I mean, I don't think there's a way that that can be like, maybe he was and maybe he wasn't. Yeah, I feel like throat slit is pretty, yeah, like, I don't know how the bog does that. Pretty cut and dried, if you will. Yeah. (laughs) Mummy jokes. (laughs) So initial CT scans also showed what looked like a skull fracture. Um, The more detailed scans in 2002 revealed this was bog damage, either from pressure from the bog or... Uh, there was an incident during excavation where a young boy just accidentally stepped on the corpse. 
confessed to it 50 years later. So God damn. Who knows? Um, there's some debate as to why he died. Um, some point to the ergot and say, like, oh, this was a ceremonial killing. Others are like, he probably just ate some bad wheat and it wasn't enough to make him hallucinate. So who knows? He died 2,000 years ago. Everybody, we'll never everybody was eating bad wheat back then. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And it was, if it was in like the winter, I imagine they had stored it for a while. And it was, they damp. were still going off a of last fall's harvest. Yeah. You're in Denmark. Um, it says on, on this Wikipedia article, which, you know, I've read for over 30 seconds, whereas you've been researching this for like three weeks. It says he died entirely naked or his clothing, oh, had, yeah. deteri- or his clothing had deteriorated. So never mind. Yeah, most of them are pretty naked. Uh, so it's the next one we're going to talk about. Yay, uh, naked. The next, I mean last, it's our last block body. Her name is Harald Scare Woman. Oh boy. Uh, she was found in a bog in the same kind of peninsula of Denmark that Tallinman and Grabalman were later discovered. Um, she was also naked. Um, her clothes, though, did survive. There was like a leather cape and three woolen garments, and that had been um, those had been placed on top of her, and then she'd been pinned down into the bog by branches or wooden poles. I Send need to stop adventure. googling these things. This is awful. Uh, so, like. <laughs> This is a sentence. Um, unlike some of the other bog bodies, this woman was a complete set of remains with her complete skin envelope. Wikipedia's words, not mine. Never heard of a skin envelope before, but it's a good descriptor. She's got all of her skin. Um, also her internal organs. All those. Oh, good for her. <laughs> so doctors determined she was about 50 years old in good health and with no sign of any degenerative, any degenerative diseases. Um, so when she was first uncovered in 1835, um, she was initially misidentified as Queen Gunhild of Norway, who may or may not have even been a real person to begin with. Whatever you gotta w- believe to get through, I guess. <laughs> Wikipedia describes her as quasi-historical, which, okay. I, well, it's kind I, of like that guy that I was talking about, I think, in the weed episode, Everything's a Little Hazy, no joke intended, um, <laughs> where there was that ancient Chinese emperor where he could right. have been real but he might not have been but there were a lot of stories and like either way yeah who knows um Gunhild, if she was real um is described as notoriously cruel clever wanton and domineering so sounds like a, a pretty fun bitch, bitch. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um she was lured over to denmark by the viking king harold bluetooth actually his name inventor of <laughs> cheese actually invented bluetooth um he invited her there on the pretense of marriage, and then when she arrived, he drowned her and put her into a bog. What a bitch. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. I don't like him. Well, I mean, his name is that. Harold. Have we ever yeah. had a... Well... <laughs> um, so, like, someone just kind of proposed, like, oh, we found this lady in a bog. It's obviously Queen Gunhild. Everyone just sort of bought it and decided she was a royal. Um, so King Frederick VI of Denmark commissioned an elaborately carved coffin for her, and they put her body on display... In St. Nikolai Church in a town in Denmark. Which is where all bodies who have been mummified should go to Catholic and Christian churches. (laughs) Uh, There was one guy who didn't buy it, um, a young archaeology student named J.J.A. Warsay. I kind of hoped you were going to say, like, Indiana Jones. No, unfortunately. (laughs) Just some Danish guy. Some young archaeologist, Shia LaBeouf. (laughs) 
Uh, he argued as early as 1842 that um, Queen Gunhild was probably older than they thought she was and dated as far back as the Iron Age. Uh, and then he was proven right. Over 100 years later, when carbon dating confirmed, she had lived somewhere between 490 BCE, so like 15,000 years before the supposed Queen Gunhild. Am I mistaken in thinking that the Iron Age was just like an incredibly shitty time to live? I would have to imagine so. Checks out. It doesn't sound very fun. People are sacrificing people, putting them in bogs. Yeah, was that the one that was like close to caveman times? No, that would be farther back. So this is about the time of Jesus, essentially. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right, right. So like a couple hundred years before and a couple hundred years after. I also looked this up and then promptly forgot. I like got the dates I needed. And... It just it reminded me of something that I might have read when I was still reading Clan of the Cave Bear, but not important. So later examinations in the year 2000 revealed that uh, there was a thin line around her neck that had gone undetected. So a ligature mark. Um, Harold Scar woman hadn't been drowned. She'd been strangled. <laughs> so even then, even then um, they kept her in the church. She's still... She, they don't call her Queen Gunhild anymore. They call her the Herald Scare Woman. She lies in state in St. Nikolai Church. And you can go see her. I mean, that sounds okay. I've tried to learn Danish. It hasn't been going so well. No, I tried to learn Dutch before I went to Belgium. And didn't go great. Lots of letters. Yeah, that's kind of where it was the hang up. It was kind of like when I learned, tried to learn Welsh. It was uh, too many letters, like, not different enough. Yeah, like, I had a hard time learning French. Please don't make me learn any other languages. I am I am too much of a dummy. This is not an insult on the languages. It's an insult on me. This episode brought to you by Duolingo. <laughs> Je suis American. <laughs> Je suis. Play it for three weeks and then give up. Me llamo Emily. <laughs> That's all I've got. Wow. That was Bog Bodies. I saw some horrible, horrible things. Yes, and we'll post them all to Instagram. And I really hope the post doesn't get flagged as offensive. Everybody be chill. <laughs> Please, no one Please report. be chill. I googled a lot of dead bodies for this episode. I'll have fun on that watch list. Yeah, well. Hmm. Join me, won't you? <laughs> Honestly, Between Barbie like, and Bigfoot and... I'm less concerned about the... The powers that be, knowing that I've, like, Googled how much blood is in a human foot and, like, how long does it take to choke someone out? Like, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried that people are going to know how many times I've Googled Mark Hamill beard in the last, like, six months. Why are you Googling Mark Hamill beard? He's very handsome, Sarah. Well, yeah, but you know you can save pictures to bookmarks. Well, yes. Just saying, sometimes it's easier to just tap it in. <laughs> I love Mark Hamill. <sighs> Avid listener of the show. I've had a crush on uh, you since I was 14. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I had a crush on Mark Hamill, and I was like, when was I really into Star Wars? Seven or eight? I had a poster of Harrison Ford up in my room in 1993, uh, which explains a lot about who I am as a person. I, it would have been later than that, like early 2000s, obviously, but I had uh, several posters of Orlando Bloom. Oh, yeah, naturally. Um, and then just shitloads of cutouts and printouts from like, 
like simple plan interviews and <laughs> a lot of good Charlotte up there. I say I think I printed up pictures of just about every cast member of the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. pasted them on the wall mm-hmm. above my bed, mm-hmm. as you do. Of course, of course. God, even my like teen girl crushes were nerdy. <laughs> What's Orlando Bloom doing these days? I don't know. Didn't he marry Katy Perry? I think they're engaged. Mm. I feel like they were together for a while and then they broke up and then they got back together. Hold on. This is what this show is really about. Talk about bog bodies for 45 minutes. And um, then I'm also going to give you a Google gra- Orlando Bloom. I'm going to give you a graphic of my jump from Ben Feldman to the film King Arthur that I'll need you to post. Did you know Orlando Bloom is 42 years old? Yes, he is. Girl, you are old, not you. <laughs> well. Yes, he has been with Katy Perry since 2016. Oh, well, good for them. I hope they're happy. Oh, look at this picture of him from The Three Musketeers. Incoming on the chat. Save this for the slideshow. The people want to see it. <laughs> well, I have to now because we keep bringing them up. <sighs> How do I get to the chat? God, Skype is the worst. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> mm. Yep. And then just one more thing that I have to show you. Then we can uh, do the, the plugs and get out of here. But which one? Hmm. 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 I'm not cutting any of this out. Hmm. Hmm. I was purposely not talking, so I was like, God, I hope she cuts this mm, out. Mm, yes. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Mm, yes. Incoming. Guys, I'm sorry for Emily. Very important thing incoming, and this is the perfect thing to close the episode out on. I swear to God, if this... <laughs> I'm not even going to describe what I'm looking at. You'll just have to go to Instagram. Uh, that's Instagram.com slash Afternoonified. <laughs> I think that's how they do their uh, URLs. It's uh, We're on sure. Instagram at Afternoonified. We're also on Twitter at Afternoonified. We are. Uh, Facebook.com slash GetAfternoonified. Uh, GetAfternoonified.com. Don't forget to rate, review, five stars, and your uh, a way to contact you if you want to be entered for a giveaway. Uh, make sure to tweet us. Yes, please. We would us, love to give you free stuff. Tweet us with hashtag GetAfternoonified and your favorite fun fact, your favorite episode, your favorite dumb fucking thing we've done. Even if it's what I just sent Sarah and you found out about it. Let's see. Waiting for the tweet. It's like, I love when they spend 15 minutes at the end of the episode just Googling people. <laughs> I'll cut some of it out. <laughs> um, let's see. Crypticon in Seattle on May 5th. I will be there. If you come say hi and say hashtag get after noon to find it, we'll give you a sticker. You will not be entered for the giveaway. Um, <laughs> let's see. Make sure to check out MonsterPod at monsterpod.pizza. Um, so you can hear Sarah, myself, our resident Canadian, and the Penis Gallery uh, play a role playing game. That's pretty cool. They are a huge pain in my ass, and I love every minute of it. We fought some birds last time. Well, you stared at some birds while they attacked you. Yeah, that, that sounds accurate. Um, And coming up, we have some good shows. We'll mention, like, I don't know. Never mind. We have some special guests maybe coming up. We have some special up. guests maybe coming but up. But let's get it scheduled and We're recorded gonna schedule before we it promises. Before we ask you guys to send in any questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Contact at getafternoonandfind.com. If you want to uh, suggest anything or yeah. yell at us instead of leaving it in an iTunes review with one star. We'll fight with you on email. We'll fight with you on Twitter. We'll gladly fight with you on Twitter. I love fighting with people on Twitter. Anyway, uh, a joyous day to you all. 
so tired. I'm sorry this went so off the rails. God damn. Goodbye. Oh boy. Goodbye. We love you.